This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, February 18th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. California water leaders set the record straight. Senate averts shutdown. And USDA gears up trade missions. Newsom's water leaders up their media game on drought response. The Department of Water Resources held a media briefing yesterday to herald the launch of a new data mapping tool called California Water Watch, dubbed California's Drought Monitor. The website provides real-time information not only on precipitation, but also heat waves impacting evaporation, groundwater levels, stream flows into reservoirs, soil moisture content, and the dryness of vegetation, factors that played an outsized role in water loss last year. A new data portal for land subsidence shows how sinking continued into 2021, though at a slower pace than during the 2012-16 to drought. Satellite monitoring recorded about a foot of subsidence in some areas of the San Joaquin Valley, with slightly less in the Sacramento Valley. New long-term weather forecasting technology and practices to better capture rain from atmospheric rivers are also a priority. And though a new partnership with the state climatologist DWR will be incorporating more climate modeling into their monthly outlook for the water year. Republican Representative Doug LaMalfa of the Sacramento Valley called in to join the conversation yesterday. He argued the state is releasing more water than needed to control salinity in the Delta and should preserve more storage in the critically low Oroville and Shasta Reservoirs. In the meantime, the Water Commission penned a lengthy op-ed in five newspapers ahead of a hearing Wednesday about the next steps for Prop 1 funding. The commission chair and vice chair outlined the many pieces of the approval process. They argued the commission is ready to advance proposals like Sites Reservoir, but the project proponents control the schedule. Things are getting done. Progress is being made. The commission is carrying out the voters' intent, they wrote. Newsom's new pandemic blueprint. Governor Newsom yesterday unveiled a new plan for managing COVID-19 as the Omicron surge abates and mask mandates are lifted. Newsom and his public health secretary emphasized the goal is to better manage for any new surges and is not about, quote, moving on from the pandemic. They warned that mask mandates could come again someday. On that note, the state senator's Democratic leader has agreed to debate a Republican resolution calling for an end to Newsom's state of emergency for the pandemic. GOP senators have vehemently fought to take up the measure on the floor, escalating into a heated debate on Monday. The Democratic majority has voted every time to table the measure instead. I understand we are all tired of living life in an emergency, but ending the emergency must be done responsibly, said Senate President Pro Tem Tony Atkins at announcing her decision yesterday. Atkins pointed to other emergency declarations in place for years to support recovery efforts for drought, wildfires, and other natural disasters. Hemp crop valued at $824 million. 
The value of the U.S. industrial hemp crop in 2021 was $824 million. USDA's National Agriculture Statistics Service said at its first report on the crop that was legalized nationally in the 2018 Farm Bill. Planted acres across the U.S. totaled about 54,000 with about 33,500 harvested, Nass said, basing its estimate on a survey sent to growers. By comparison, farmers planted more than 317 million acres of other crops in 2021, including 93 million acres of corn, 87 million acres of soybeans, 46 million of wheat, and 11 million of cotton. The value of the U.S. hemp production in the open totaled 712 million, Nass said. But there also was a significant amount grown under protection, mostly indoors, which was valued at $112 million. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Congressional negotiators get new deadline. Congressional negotiators now have until March 11 to agree on a massive bill to fund the government for a fiscal year that started nearly five months ago. The Senate last night cleared a continuing resolution that averts a government shutdown and keeps the government funded at fiscal 21 levels for three more weeks. Fiscal 22 began last October 1st. Republicans forced Democrats to vote down several proposed amendments to the CR, and that included one that would have cut off funding for federal vaccine mandates. That amendment narrowly failed 46 to 47. Devised just the first of several USDA trade missions for 2022, USDA Foreign Agriculture Service Administrator Daniel Whitley got on the phone with reporters yesterday. He talked about the trade mission he's leading to Dubai this week and promised that the agency is already planning several more around the globe to help market U.S. farm goods. Whitley said the next destination will be revealed as early as next week, but he did stress that it makes sense to target places with strong growth potential for ag exports, such as Southeast Asia and Africa. Now take note, the Trump administration started negotiations for free trade agreements with both the U.K. and with Kenya. The Biden administration has not yet sought to rekindle those talks, but Whitley offered a hint of optimism that PACs may still be viable with those countries. He said, quote, obviously we've got two sort of trade agreements that are hanging in the balance, the U.K. and Kenya, that the administration is going to have to make a decision on at some point. He said, I can see interest in American ag companies in wanting to go there. USDA, tech driving dairy productivity growth. Conventional dairy operations have been increasing their productivity by more than 2.5% a year, that due to technology improvements, according to USDA economists. Organic dairy farms have been increasing productivity as well, but at a slower pace, just under 7 tenths percent. Factors that play into the dairy sector's productivity growth include improved genetics, selective breeding, enhanced feed formulations, and advanced digital record keeping. The industry's increased efficiency is especially clear in the amount of milk farms are getting from each cow. The U.S. herd expanded only slightly from the 9.2 million head in 2000 to just 9.4 million head in 2020. It's an annual growth of just a tenth of a percent. But milk output per cow grew over the same period by more than 1.5% a year, 
from 18,200 pounds back in 2000 to nearly 23,800 pounds in 2020. That according to the Economic Research Service study. Here's today's He Said It. The enthusiasm we've seen here has shown that there's a lot of pent-up demand for American agriculture. That Foreign Agriculture Service Administrator Daniel Whitley from Dubai. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, February 18th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Nally.